Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank Private Bank's Chief Investment Office. I'm Sarah Stabler from Deutsche Bank Communications, and I'm speaking with our APAC Chief Investment Officer, Stephanie Hopschigen. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome back. It's great speaking with you again. Good to be back. So before we get started, just a very quick reminder for our listeners uh, that we're recording this on Friday, of course, January 19 for the week ahead, beginning on the 22nd of January. So Stephanie, I believe you've been roadshowing around the region um, to present the CIO outlook for the year. I mean, could you share uh, with our listeners a little bit of the discussions you're having in Asia? Uh, and also globally. Absolutely, yes. We um, we had a very busy kickoff to the year, um, engaging uh, with a lot of investors here in the Asia Pacific and also globally. And um, let me um, perhaps um, drill down on what every investor, what all the investors have in common, actually. So everyone is uh, sharing some similar concerns. And, um, you know, a lot of them are around politics. Mm. So um, just to recap, you know, we have a year uh, where 41% of the population um, um, will go to the voting booth uh, for national uh, election and the political outcomes uh, of this will matter. So questions around political stability, either side um, of the globe, um, and of course, how this political outcome will then affect geopolitics. That is, um, you know, fielding a lot of questions um, mm, mm, in our mm. presentations. Mm. The second big part is around the uneven recovery of China. Um, and uh, of course, we had a lot of data this week. You know, you have this divergence between the longer term trend, structural transition, China's in versus, you know, the activity data that um, comes in and shows there is still, um, you know, uh, quite an uneven recovery. And then we get a lot of uh, questions around India these days. So sustainability of trends and investments that support the Indian asset outperformance we see um, is uh, something that's been discussed. And last but not least, uh, also the US dollar. So the US dollar in the past has enjoyed, um, you know, uh, because of that interest rate differential that the Fed with the aggressive rate hike cycle has put in place, uh, quite an exceptional uh, um, path. And so what are the trends for this year? Longer term trends like de-dollarization um, affecting um, its path, et cetera, is something that's been discussed. So yeah, these are uh, you know the main takeaways. Fair enough. Um, I mean, you're talking quite a lot of long-term and structural topics there, but what's actually going on in the short term? Yeah, there are also um, some short-term concerns in the markets after we had such a um, um, big rally to uh, finish the year and then starting into this year, um, a lot of uh, debate has happened around um, whether it is uh, justifiable what the market is priced in terms of aggressive rate cuts. And um, so, you know, the debate over this week was really that the repricing of these interest rate cut expectations, will there come a point uh, where this is start weighing on risk sentiment and also then equity performance to a greater extent again? So, and how much more repricing is, is to be needed because we have seen central bankers already pushing back uh, against the market pricing 
you know, in the Fed and for the uh, ECB to the tune of five to six cuts, whereby, for instance, our own house forecast is to look at only three cuts uh, for mm. this year for each of the central banks. The second big uh, part, um, I think, is the escalation of the Middle East conflict um, now um, going into the Red Sea. How will that impact not just uh, the freight rates right now and the rerouting of cargo, but also um, you know, possibly um, um, commodity prices and then sentiment uh, doesn't seem to be reflected yet. So these are things for the shorter term, I think, to monitor. Mm, thanks. Thank you. Um, and and in the very short term, in the week ahead, what data are you, are you yeah. explicitly looking for? Well, um, Sarah, I'm looking for um, all the data points that give me better visibility on the shorter term concerns that I just mentioned. And when it comes to the further repricing of interest rate cut expectations, and I look at the Fed in particular, there are two data points uh, in the week ahead that are interesting. So in the US, we will get the December core PCE deflator, which is the Fed's preferred measure. Um, and um, so we've already had a, a, a big debate around how the PPI components that factor into core PCE are now dragging down this measure and then should give uh, the Fed uh, more evidence that there can be more aggressive uh, rate cut pricing coming in. So on the other hand, we have another macroeconomic data point, the fourth quarter GDP, and where there is a slowing growth uh, report expected. Um, that would also show that, you know, everything is, you know, that soft landing scenario is going according to plan. But of course, a slowing growth will come alongside. We expect that the consumer spending still supports that. We've also seen that in the retail sales, but then that investment, uh, business investment um, will be sluggish. So that's the U.S. side. And then I look at it from uh, what, is, what is priced in terms of interest rate cuts for the ECB. There's also a lot priced already, also quite early. And uh, so we get a central bank uh, of the, uh, the European Central Bank in the week ahead. And whilst nobody expects uh, um, anything to happen at the meeting, the press conference, of course, is what we will be monitoring. And President Lagarde's uh, um, comments around it. She's already, um, you know, spent a lot of effort to push back on the market's bets for cuts by April. And I expect uh, to see more of that um, and, and not a change in stance uh, at that press conference. So these are the two things to monitor. Okay, great. Um, and now closer to home uh, in Asia, uh, particularly equity markets, what are you, what are you keeping an eye on? Well, there are uh, two diverging markets in terms of equity performance right now, which is China that is down year to date and Japan actually making new highs. And it so happens that the week ahead also has a Bank of Japan meeting. Um, and so in that respect, it's an important ingredient to watch um, as to whether, you know, that puts a lid on or on, on, on um, you know, the momentum that's in the market. So just to stick with the Bank of Japan uh, expectation there, um, you know, there is an overall expectation that they will keep everything unchanged. But let's not forget, there is an expectation that the Bank of Japan will move out of negative interest rate territory this year. Um, the question is, when will that start? We assume that this is happening in April. So the Bank of Japan will wait until the spring talks between the unions and the businesses have taken place. And then also that the, you know, the wage raises um, uh, that are boosting consumer spending and prices further kind of support the 2% inflation uh, goal for the Bank of Japan, giving it even more uh, confidence to make that move. 
So, but then again, if there's any rhetoric or any surprise in that, that can also um, go the other way. And then this will be impacting you know, something that has propelled the market higher, which is uh, the Japanese yen. So the Japanese economy is still very much geared towards exports and the weaker yen is helpful. And uh, from that um, respect, now that we get closer to the 150, 152 level, that's been of concern. And plus, you know, possibly uh, rhetoric that could put a lid on this. Um, it's something to be watching for um, uh, in terms of that equity market performance. On the uh, other side of the spectrum, unfortunately, is the Chinese equity part. So year to date, we are down. I said this already. We had a lot of data uh, coming in this, this week. Um, showing that um, the most recent activity data is still uh, showing an uneven recovery, <clears throat> especially on the property side as well. Um, we still, um, you know, uh, need some further evidence um, that some of the measures are working. There are a few green shoots, uh, but they are more from a longer term perspective. So, for instance, um, when it comes to invest infrastructure investments or investments in um, industry investment, industrial investments and industrial production, all these uh, kind of data have surprise to the upside. And on the other side, also, um, you know, global exports um, um, have um, Chinese, ex the global trade has picked up and the stat exports uh, uh, from China, which is also a green shoot. Um, um, are surprising on the upside. But then again, these are, you know, longer term um, trends and they do not really turn around the investor sentiment right now. And so again, you know, for the week ahead, we have the loan prime rate to be monitored, but we firmly expect this to be kept steady by Chinese banks because the PBOC's decision this week was to keep its one year rate unchanged. And so, um, you know, there won't be anything happening on this and most probably, but of course, there will be the debate back in the market as to one, what, you know, when can we expect the next monetary policy stimulus um, that could then definitely help the market sentiment in China. Sure. Uh, I mean, we're fast approaching the Lunar New Year and it'll be a pretty interesting um, to see how the Year of the Dragon actually uh, turns out. Uh, but um, that's a lot to digest for the week ahead. I thank you very much for your time, Stephanie. And uh, I thank our listeners for yet again tuning in and um, to our uh, weekly Outlook podcast. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority 
and by Germany's central bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2024 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.